this is Kara Foster from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky, and you're listening to our sermons podcast. And if you want to find out more information, you can connect with us at www.madisonvilledisciples.org or come in person at 1030 College Drive, uh, Madisonville, Kentucky. Subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. Good morning. Today, uh, we are going to continue to move a little deeper into our series on the Lord's Prayer. And today, I want to explore the phrase, give us this day our daily bread. Now, we remember that the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And Jesus says, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. I hope by now that you're starting to see and realize the importance of the power of this particular prayer. One, that you don't have to just leave to Sunday mornings and morning worship. This is a prayer that you can take with you wherever you go. In fact, someone recently told me That whenever he really starts to feel worried and stressed by life, he just repeats that prayer to himself as a way to recenter and come back to himself and his faith and who God is. Um, You can pray this prayer as you lay there in the MRI machine. You can pray this prayer standing at the foot of the grave. You can pray this prayer with your child at night as you pass on what was given to you. This is a powerful prayer that can speak to us at all different times and places at our lives. In fact, I thought I'd put my little church nerd hat on for just a moment and tell you a little fun fact about church history. And there is a document from the first or second century in early Christian life called the Didache. And it really means uh, the, the Lord's teaching through the 12 apostles to the nations. This is a first or second century Christian document that talked about Christian life and practices. In fact, it has instructions for baptism and how to celebrate the Lord's Supper together. It writes about the importance of fasting and prayer. And in that document from the first and second century, they have the Lord's Prayer there. We know the Lord's Prayer is in the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke, but it's also in this early Christian document, the Lord's Prayer. And right after it writes the Lord's Prayer, it says, pray this prayer three times a day, which tells us a glimpse into how early Christians prayed this prayer. They didn't save it just for corporate worship. The instructions it gives us is to pray it three times a day. This is how important this prayer was to the early church. So today, it's the third, really, request of this prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us, give us. There it is again, plural. From the very first word of the prayer, our Father, not my Father who art in heaven. We pray our Father who art in heaven. This line says, give us this day our daily bread. In a world that teaches us to look out for number one, in a world that says, look, this is a dog-eat-dog world, 
This prayer takes us beyond our own selves and our own needs. Give us this day our daily bread. It's like when we pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are praying for all. Your way, God. Give us this day our daily bread. And I just want to say this morning that I happen to think this is an especially important part of the prayer for all of us who have food sitting in our pantries today. For all of us who are worried about that bag of spinach rotting in your refrigerator before you eat it. For all of us who have never actually known a day of hunger in our lives. We pray this prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. I think it is particularly important for us to say this prayer. And, um, and I hope when you pray this prayer that you recognize that you aren't praying for just yourself. You are praying for all people, all of us. Give us this day our daily bread. And I wanted to share a memory with you this morning. In fact, I know I've shared it before, but I thought of it this week. And frankly, honestly, I have trouble sometimes sharing it without getting emotional, even all these years later. But the last time I was in Haiti with Mark and a group from Tennessee from my church, it was a year or two after the big Haitian earthquake. And it had been really important for us. We wanted to go back um, really out of gratitude in so many different ways for all the ways people had helped to uh, take care of Mark and the group when the earthquake had happened and help make sure they got to safety. And um, so we wanted to go back and we were, happened to be going and working um, on rebuilding a church that had collapsed. And in Haiti, there's no such thing as public schools. And so you do, kids only go to school if you can afford to pay the tuition. And most churches, a lot of churches, run schools. And this church had a school and a church, and it had all fallen down, and they were working to rebuild it. And um, in Haiti, you have to take care of your own security. And as most people do, if you can afford to, you build a wall of safety security. And so there was a wall around the school and the church that had already been rebuilt. And we were working on the inside of that wall, building just a very simple concrete block church sanctuary concrete floor. And um, the local church men were helping us each day build the church. And our guest house that we were staying at provided bag lunches for the entire group throughout the week. A simple, typical lunch, sandwich, chips, cookies, fruit, something like that. And um, when you are in Haiti, especially maybe a tall white lady like myself, you can, you stand out, you get noticed, especially by the kids. The kids see a foreigner in their midst and they're curious and they want to talk to you and they want to be near you. And so you sort of get used to being stared at while you're there and um, people being curious about you, and there were always kids about watching us work. They would stand outside the gate and the walls, and they would peer in and watch us work throughout the day. All of these kids should have been in school. Clearly, their parents couldn't afford to send them, but the kids would be there watching these white foreigners work, and were just curious about us, and I sort of got used to it. And one day at lunchtime, about midweek, 
Um, we were all sitting down, our group, our Haitian church members and the group from Tennessee, we were all sitting together and we were eating lunch together. And um, I happened to have not been a big fan of the sandwich. It was two pieces of bread with ham and ketchup. And I really hadn't been eating it. And, but no big deal, because I had my own little granola bars that I had squirreled away from home. And anyway, we're all eating. And there was a little boy, probably about seven or eight, nine years old, watching us at the gate as he'd done all week long. And um, really, without saying a word, one of the local guys, he ate about half of his sandwich, and then he walked over and handed that sandwich to that little boy, who thanked him and ran off in delight with that sandwich. And I was immediately ashamed. One, I was aware of the food waste that I had been doing all week. But I was also, I realized it never even occurred to me that another stranger's half-eaten sandwich would be one child's delight. Give us this day our daily bread. When we pray that prayer, we are praying that all would be filled, that all would have food to eat this day. And for those of us who have more than enough on our plates, it's important for us to remember that when we pray God's will be done on earth, God needs our hands and our feet and our dollars and our food to be shared, to care to make this God's will on earth. In fact, Jesus has some pretty strong words when he says in Matthew chapter 25, by which people will be judged. For I was hungry and you gave me food, and I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. Give us this day our daily bread, we pray each week in this room. And when we pray these words, we remember that there's no such thing as somebody else's children. And when our plates are full, we remember that God's will is to work through us, that all would be fed. Give us this day our daily bread. The word daily here in Greek actually is the word epiousion. And even though the English of that word is translated to daily, it's not actually daily. It's actually a longer form of saying that which is essential in Greek. That which is essential, that is what is needed to be. Some have suggested a better translation instead of having daily there should be give us the bread we need to survive. That which is essential, the bread we need. Give us this essential bread, we pray. And I think this morning I would certainly be remiss if I didn't remind us all that bread throughout the New Testament also reflects a spiritual hunger, a spiritual food, hungers that only Jesus can fill. Adam Hamilton writes, Jesus was inviting the hungry to pray for physical bread, inviting those who have enough to pray for those who don't and be moved to share and he was teaching us to ask for and receive the bread that satisfies the soul. 
Jesus knew that we can have all the bread we want and still be spiritually starving. What fills our spirit? I remember talking to someone in my church years ago who had a really hard and scary cancer diagnosis. I would say he had a really bad year of surgery and chemo and radiation. And by the grace of God, after all that, he was cancer-free, and it was for the most part in the rearview mirror. And one day we were talking about this, and he said to me, sort of out of the blue, he said, you know, I consider my cancer diagnosis to be one of the best things that ever happened to me. And I was taken aback by that. He said, I see my life for a gift. It totally changed my definition of a bad day. And suddenly, I'm aware that I have had so very many good days in my life. And I see my life for what it is, an absolute gift from God. And he said, I think it's the first time that I ever truly leaned on my faith to carry me through. There were some really dark and hard nights. But my faith in Jesus Christ carried me through. I know that I'm not alone. I felt the presence of God for the very first time in my life through those dark and scary nights. In John chapter 6, a crowd asked Jesus what sign they will do that he will do for them. And they remind Jesus, you know, our ancestors, they ate manna in the wilderness. And Jesus says, the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And the people said, give us this bread always, Jesus. And he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You know, I think that man realized through one very hard and scary year that in spite of what the doctors told him, in spite of unknown and uncertainty and even pain, that he was never truly alone. That the bread of life in Jesus Christ sustained him and carried him through and fed him in the darkest days of his life. Give us this day our daily bread. When you offer these words, you remind your heart that it is to ask for what we need to carry us, that essential bread that we need to survive when nothing else will. And I don't know what hungers you have today. I don't know the worries or the burdens, the pain or the grief or the hopes you carry, but I know the one who does. I know the one who does. The bread of life in Jesus Christ, who has promised to never leave you or forsake you. The one who gathered with his disciples in an upper room. With even the one who was going to betray him. And he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Give us this bread always, Jesus. And he did with his very life, so that we will never truly hunger, no matter what we face. Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, 
As we dare to pray these words to give us this day our daily bread, help us to remember your care and concern that all would be filled. Help us to remember that the only hands you have now are ours. We pray, God, for you to forgive us for the sin of hunger in a world of so much plenty. And for the hungers of our own hearts this day, we give them to you, bread of life, Jesus Christ, sustain us and fill us when nothing else can. In Christ's holy name we pray, amen.